Sleep, my baby boy. Sleep until you awaken. When you wake, you will see the world if I'm not mistaken. Kiss a lover, dance a measure, find your name and buried treasure. Face your life, its pain, its pleasure. Leave no path untaken. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to this week's episode of the Formula Podcast, where we break down and explore the elements of health, wealth, happiness, and achievement with guests from all over the world. Except for this week, it's just me, your host, Trevor Carlson. I'm really excited to have a little quick episode, a short mini-sode, if you will, about uh, another one of my favorite books, and I'm just going to share one lesson that I learned from The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. It was uh, at the recommendation of uh, Tim Ferriss on The Tim Ferriss Show, listening to that, that I picked up this book, and I'm really pumped to share the lesson with you today. A quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll get this show started. This episode is brought to you by Lady Boss. Lady Boss is the first global weight loss and support community for women. Their mission is to help women lose weight while loving themselves. They help women get their confidence back, improve the overall quality of their life, and change the health of their entire family. They do this through providing the best information, products, and services possible in fitness, nutrition, and accountability. Lady Boss. Over 1,309,573 women supported and counting. To sign up for Lady Boss, head to the sponsored products page on theformulapodcast.com. Now, back to the show. So a few years ago, I picked up this book from the kids section of the public library, The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. You can find a link to the book in the show notes. You can pick it up over on Amazon or pick it up in a library, something I highly recommend it. I spent the first 80% of the book really enjoying the story, but wondering why it had been so highly recommended. Why was the story of a boy raised in a graveyard by ghosts so important? Then in the last few chapters, I finally got it. At least the lesson for me. At the end of the book, the boy, Nobody Owens, is leaving his home, which is the graveyard, to explore the rest of the world. People of the cemetery, where nobody grew up, are long dead and have lived their lives already. It's time for the hero of the story to live his own life. Here's a quick quote towards the end of the book. Sleep, my baby boy. Sleep until you awaken. When you wake, you will see the world if I'm not mistaken. Kiss a lover. Dance a measure, find your name, and buried treasure. Face your life, its pain, its pleasure, leave no path untaken. It's an old lesson in a new story. The time comes for those to shape the world into the place they would like it to be. So it's our jobs to go out into the world, create our own lives, be the heroes of our own story, make some pretty epic mistakes and get back up. I mean, I know I have made many myself. Those who raise you have already lived their lives. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who are afraid to, to leave home or leave their parents or their family behind. But the, what, what this quote is saying is that they've already lived their lives. They are, they've already gotten to that point. 
It's your turn to go out, explore the world, find your treasure, whatever, in whatever form that me- may be. I don't mean, I don't necessarily mean go, go searching for, uh, pirate treasure chests or something like that, but whatever it is, writing a book, making a movie, uh, painting, uh, maybe it's just going and volunteering. Maybe it's as simple as, you know, um, volunteering to work with the homeless, something like what is, what is your, what's the story that you want to live and how can you live it? Uh, I, I listened to this, I listened to the audiobook version of this book again. And still this, this quote struck me quite a bit again. It really made me think about, you know, am I living the story that I want to live? If I, if I had a chance to write this all over again, am I doing the things that I, I would choose to do again if I had a second chance to do it? And the more I think about that, the more conscious I am on the decisions I make. It would be really nice for me to, you know, stay home, uh, stay in the U.S. It'd be, it'd be a little easier probably to just, um, relax, um, run my, my podcast and my business from, you know, a co-working space. But if I'm 80 years old and I look back, would I rather be working and living out of a backpack or two backpacks technically around the globe and, you know, facing new challenges every day, meeting new people, learning new languages, uh, seeing places where history has happened. Or would I rather, you know, stay, stay in one place? I mean, for different people, it's going to be different answers. But for me, when I'm 80 years old and I look back on that, I am damn well going to say that I wish I would have been living out of a couple backpacks and seeing how other people live, seeing, seeing things, learning things, learning about myself, what I like and what I don't like and learning to be comfortable in my own skin. So the lesson, you know, people might look at this and, and think, what does this have to do with the formula for health, wealth, happiness, or achievement? And it has a lot to do with happiness. Pursuing the life that you would live if you could live your life over, I can't imagine a scenario where that does not bring you long-term happiness. Maybe in the short term it's difficult because you have to grow, you have to learn some new skills, you have to you have to become the person that can actually live that life. So it might be hard at first, but in the long term, I, I don't think, me personally, I don't think I've done anything that hasn't been as satisfying as as pursuing my life as if I was 80 years old looking back and writing the story up to that moment in time. So the next time you're thinking about, do I want to take this new job? Do I want to go on this trip? Do I want to go on this date? Do I want to take this class? Think if you were 80 years old and you were looking back and you could craft your story however you wanted, what story would you write? What would you do right now? And then just do it. (laughs) It sucks. It's probably going to suck and it's probably going to be scary, but you just have to do it. And once you get started, it gets, it's going to get so much better. I mean, 
I don't want it to sound like I'm preaching from the, you know, the mountainside unto, unto you, unto what you should do to live your life. Uh, all I'm saying is that everyone's story or, or dream or goal is going to be different. But think long term, like what's going to make you happy? And then do that. Uh, unless it hurts other people, then definitely don't. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. I'm I'm really I'm really hammering the I'm beating the point over the head. But think through that, do that exercise, and then follow your guts uh, and and learn your lessons from there. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm your host Trevor Carlson, and I have one quick favor for you and that is if you could go into your itunes or stitcher and leave us a five-star review uh five-star reviews really help us to rise up the itunes and uh, stitcher podcast charts and help other listeners just like you find us so if you could help us out hook us up with the review i'd be really grateful a lot of times uh i'll do i'll i'll recap some of the reviews that we've gotten and i'll cover those on the show give you a quick shout out. So if, uh, if you could do us a favor and give us a review, that would be pretty epic. So thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode. And I look forward to tuning in next time. This episode of The Formula was produced by Helix Academy and the music was provided by the artists known as Moods. Make sure and check them out on Facebook or Spotify. That's M-O-O-D-S. <laughs>